0: Are you confused about writing? Do you not know where to start or even how to finish? Do you love writing so much that it burns deep in your soul, but you still don't know how to meet your goals? Are you looking for a little inspiration that will take you on a writer's vacation? Then let us all write together. Let us all write our way. Hello everyone, welcome, welcome to Write Our Way. I'm your host, Patrick Starks, and today I figured we would go over short stories. It's been a while. This is a topic that many of you have requested, and it's a topic that I always said I was going to do a part two to, so we will definitely be doing a part two for this today. And again, I'm going to say, like I've always said it before, to start doing short stories, it simply begins with just writing. Now, I'm sure a lot of you would say that it's easier said than done, Patrick. (laughs) And honestly, you wouldn't be wrong. We all know that there are many avenues and steps to writing in general. However, do not let that intimidate you. So first, when writing a short story, of course, we need to start off with our main character. Or at least this is something I like to start off with. To begin with this, everyone, let's first pull out a piece of paper and then begin to draw out he or she. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, what would this character look like? And before you go crazy and give them like a ridiculous hairdo or a futuristic outfit, let's slow down for a bit. And the reason I say this is because we need to think about the time and period our character is currently in. Are they currently in 2022 or are they back in the 70s and 80s? And you know, this can be kind of a complicated question to ask because there's a lot of times where somebody could be like in 2022 as we speak, but still be stuck in the past in the 70s like they still dress like they're from the 70s because maybe that's when they were born but i'm sure by now you all can tell that styles will vary depending on the situation the scenario but once we have our character drawn out and what they look like (laughs) we need to immediately think about the situation and this is a much different situation than what i was talking about as far as their clothing or you know how they look My friends, what I mean by situation is I'm simply asking, where is your character currently in the story? Are they home? Are they far from home? Or do they not have a home at all? My friends, the place in which your character, also known as the protagonist, starts will be the very thing that fills the engine towards where they are headed in their journey. So let's do something that we typically don't see in stories. Let's throw a little curveball. Let us say that he or she does not have a home at all. They're on the streets of Seattle, starving, still wearing the same old biker jacket and fanny pack they did when they were younger. Now, what used to be a baby face, they now have a rough beard with tattoos all over their forearms, which most people in society would assume that they would be a part of a gang of some sort. On the contrary, <laughs> I would argue that it is Seattle and a lot of people in Seattle have tattoos, so this would definitely be a false assumption. However, We're going to leave that for our readers to decide because not all readers are from Seattle, which is great because this still allows our readers to kind of assume like what this character might be without actually knowing what the character is yet. My friends, it is all about the mystery and we want to keep our readers in mystery until we're ready to deliver the actual truth behind what we're hiding. So once we have our character, their look and the current situation they're in, what's next? Well, we need to find a connection to why our characters in the situation are in, in the first place. Now, this could be whatever you want it to be, rather it be an object or a person, but we absolutely need this in order to give our readers an idea what the hell happened to our poor protagonist. For the character that we all created together, I'm kind of having a hard time figuring out what connection I want to make to this situation, so I'm going to flip a coin. Let's say heads it's an object and tails it's a person. Okay, here we go. Well, my friends, looks like it's heads, so we will choose an object, but I'll be honest with you all, I kind of cheated because I have this like weird thing when I flip a coin it always lands on heads and I wanted it to be an object, so <laughs> sorry for that, but you know, gotta take advantage of your gifts, you know? <laughs> So since we are going with an object, I'm going to say that the object is a bracelet and the bracelet won't be the typical bracelet. Let's say that the bracelet has multiple dog tags on it, which would now indicate to our readers that although our character did seem like they're part of a gang, there might be a little bit more to their story now. So now we have our object and the question would be what comes next? And what would come next is we need to take our object and now create an image with words. And I'm sure a lot of you are already thinking, what the hell is he talking about? How do you create an image with words with a bracelet? Well, let me explain. What I'm simply saying is by creating an image with words using our object that we have, what I'm saying is how does our protagonist feel about this bracelet? How do they feel when they look at it or... Touch it or put it around their wrists every morning. This all ties back into part one of how to write a short story, which was like the condition, right? Like, what's our protagonist's condition when they look at this bracelet? Do they feel traumatized? Do they feel hate? Or do they feel a little regret? But most of the time in these parts of the story, I like to do a little research. Like I've spoken about in many episodes of the podcast. We as writers don't want to guess, we like to get our facts. I mean, even though we are writing fiction again, I'm always going to say it. What we do is still very close to reality. And by now, with the story that we have on our protagonists, we have our object. We can somewhat assume that our protagonist is a veteran of some sort, somebody who fought in the war. We don't know what war that is particularly, but we know that they fought in some kind of war. And since I myself have never served, I need to know a little bit more about what happens to these veterans when they come back from war, which can be really significant information that I need to tie back into the bracelet of our protagonists and how they might be feeling. Because I'll be honest, like for some of us who have not ever served, we honestly wouldn't know the half of it, of what these heroes, these heroic courageous people have done and what they've seen and what they've been through. And that's why I say research is such an important thing as a writer, especially when you're basing characters off of certain reality characters or realistic characters of life. Again, although our character does not exist, like we don't actually know anybody of the sort, our protagonist still plays a vital connection to what our veterans deal with every day. I mean, I think the closest thing to this would be my grandfather who stormed the beaches of Normandy a long time ago. And I've heard stories of my dad telling me about it and what he went through and like what happened with his feet and stuff and just a lot of crazy things that went on. And I'm just like, I wouldn't know the half of what was mentally going on in his mind when he came back home. Like, to me, my grandfather looked just fine, like he he hung out with some of his old war vets every now and then, and, but I don't know how he handled that. And so that's all we have to do research. We have to be close to realism as we can as writers, or be prepared to be called out on your bullshit. <laughs> just saying, but just keeping our topic moving here. So let's just say that we already done our research. Whatever emotions that we discovered uh, about our veterans um, now we need to decide which one of these emotions that our protagonists will portray in the story. And again, this is going to be an emotion that is going to be connected to the bracelet, the object. Now the purpose of this is no matter what emotion that we choose, this will essentially activate an image in our readers' heads that will give them a sense of what our protagonists went through. For our character, let's say that they're having some identity issues. Now this is a common emotion for most people today however it's going to be a bit different for a veteran for our veteran this is going to mean that they're going to be struggling with trying to remember how to be civilized to be a civilian again and this can be very tough on our protagonist because it's so hard to remember what you were before when you have literally the innocence beaten out of you you know that could be through training or be through the war that they went through in general. And let's say as hard as they try to be a civilian again, the bracelet keeps reminding them of the past and what they went through. Our protagonist has tried to work the nine to five jobs, but they don't feel fulfilled. They don't feel like they're serving a true purpose. And because of this, they feel somewhat guilty, you know, sitting around drinking lattes when they actually know what's going on outside the borders. For the common person, this can be very easy to forget or go around. But for somebody who has actually seen it, it's a little easier said than done. I'm not even going to say it's a little. It's very easier said than done. And as a writer, once you have these emotions that you're going to be connecting to the bracelet, you're simply going to articulate it into words and bring out that image in our readers heads that They'll feel this, they'll feel connected to it, which will also want them to know more about what actually happened during that event. And so by now, our readers should know that our protagonist is an old war vet who struggles to blend in with society because they still feel so much needs to be done, but they can never find themselves to getting around that, which eventually gets them to the point of being homeless because they can't work. They don't want to work amongst the common. And the bracelet is simply the one connection that they still hold on to that makes them feel alive, makes them feel important, like they still can be of help. But all in all, it still makes them feel sad, too, because they are reminded of the people who didn't make it. Nevertheless, my friends, this is where all the fun starts. This is my favorite part, because now we have all that we need that has given the reader an idea of what's going on, what's the situation, who our protagonist is. More so, what's connected to the condition that they are facing right now, which is the bracelet. So now we get to dive into what I like to call the more fictionary side of the story. This is essentially the page turner, the moment of surprise, the amazing twist. And the reason we need this twist, ladies and gentlemen, is because what's stopping anybody from saying, well, what soldier doesn't go through that, right? What veteran doesn't go through those type of emotions? So now we have to make our protagonist a little bit more unique, a little bit more authentic than your average veteran or soldier that has experienced these emotions. Like I've spoken about before, when in animation we exaggerate, the same thing applies to writing. We will need to exaggerate what's going on with our protagonist's. So let's add our twist, shall we? What exactly makes our protagonist so damn special? Well, first we need to draw in another event that will connect us to this speciality of our character, if that makes any sense. Let's say that ironically, the next day is Veterans Day. Our protagonist goes to the memorial site in which their comrades were buried. They go there to pay their respects. And while they're there, they've decided to finally let go. On each one of their comrades' tombstones, they leave their tags, and the only tag that remains on a bracelet is our protagonist's tags. And let's give our readers a sense of how many tags were on the bracelet. So let's say that he left five tags in total, which would indicate to our readers that there's a total of six tags on the bracelet originally. Just to speed things along, let's say that the next day our protagonist cleans themselves up. They strap back on their boots and they decide that maybe it's time that they blend back in with society. They go back to their old job, washing dishes in the kitchen, in an old mom and pop restaurant, which the manager, without hesitation, accepts them back because they've always been a great worker. It's just they were dealing with a lot of stuff in their life, which most people do. But on one bright Saturday morning as our protagonist is washing dishes, they hear an interesting conversation amongst the locals. Our protagonist then gets closer to the door by the kitchen, which now the conversation sounds much clearer to them now. Now our protagonist hears the locals talking about something odd happening at the gravesite in which he just left the day before. Immediately our protagonist takes her apron off and tells her manager that they got a family emergency. but. The manager of course knows that our protagonist has no family however since they are the great worker that they are they let them go for the time being shortly after our protagonist then arrives at the gravesite which they find taped off and tons of cop cars in which it's surrounded by so now i'm going to stop here everyone (laughs) i know this is a lot but as you can tell by now we have ourselves a story here and now that we have our story with a little twist It's adding even more mystery to what our protagonist is going through or what is to come, which again leaves our readers wanting more, right? It keeps them turning page to page. Like I've said before, this is the whole point of fiction. We don't want our readers to stop at chapter one and then throw it on the shelf and go to the next book. We want them to absolutely keep going from the first page all the way to that very last page. So I'm going to add just a little bit more to this and then wrap it up. For this episode, I'm just going to give you the beginning and middle parts of like where to start for a short story. And then maybe for part three, I'll show you how to close them out. Like how to end the story in a pleasing way where your reader feels satisfied. But until then, my friends, let's continue on, shall we? In this episode, let's now say that our protagonist needs some sort of obstacle or mission, which is when they arrive at the gravesite, this is going to be absolutely what sets this up. Let's now say our protagonist arrived to the gravesite and the only burials dug up were the ones of their friends, their fallen comrades, which this would be mighty suspicious, right? I mean, this is too good to be true. (laughs) I mean, out of all the gravesites, their comrades are the only ones dug up. This definitely leads the reader to wonder why. And as a writer writing it, you would also wonder the why to this. And so while your protagonist is there, and awe by what they're seeing, they also see a familiar face in which they haven't seen in a long time. In fact, this person is someone who is supposed to be dead. And the crazy thing that leaves our protagonists in such awe about this person is this person doesn't even look like they aged a day. They look exactly the same as they did years ago. And this person, my friends, will be our antagonists. Oh yeah. We love our antagonists, right? They're always the ones that Set up the conflict in the stories. They're the ones that really make the story exciting because now our protagonist has a mission, like they have something to or someone to get past. But, my friends, I think we are going to stop right here. And just to clarify, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've told you about in this podcast, this is a general outline. I mean, there's so much more that you can add into the beginning of the story, even. There's so many details. I mean, there's so many other characters that can be introduced. This is why stories can somewhat be intimidating for people, but I want to give you guys a general outline so that you feel comfortable just starting. Once you start, then you can start adding on the other pieces. Like I said before, telling a story, short story, novel, whatever it may be, it's like a puzzle. And all you gotta do is put the pieces all on the table, And then slowly begin to pull them together. And you know, everyone have fun with it. I mean, this isn't an SAT, you know, test like, (laughs) you know, have fun with it. You're not being scored on this. I mean, like I said before, the writing community is very friendly. I've never had a time. Even when I first started writing, when I posted something up, people were like, you know, you're garbage, never write again. You're usually going to get two things when you're writing and posting it up on social media, you're either going to get a response, like some likes, or you get nothing at all. Which, if you get nothing at all, doesn't matter. It's all about the process, right? It's all about you becoming a stronger writer. It's all about you doing what you love to do. That's all that matters, everyone. It's not a popularity contest. (laughs) I think the only thing that would get you probably ripped a new one is if you like copyright somebody, which I've seen a lot. A lot of people will bite off of other people's stories or other, you know, fads that they got going on. It's like, don't do that. Be creative, be confident in your own. Authenticity, and I've spoken about that in many podcasts before about authenticity, so check that out too, guys. I mean, that's a vital, vital part of you as a writer, and not just you as a writer. I mean, authenticity is a vital part of us as just human beings in general. Like I said, we all got our own fingerprints. No one has the same fingerprint as you. That's just how unique we are. I think we, over time, have convinced ourselves that we're not unique and we don't have this authenticity What you've done is what somebody else has already done. And I'm going to go ahead and say that's BS. Don't believe the naysayers. That's how a lot of people don't get to the top. That's how a lot of people don't end up doing the things they love to do in life. is because they have convinced themselves and have convinced others that this authenticity is non-existent. If it was that non-existent, why do we still hear so many unique stories today? There's still so many great ideas being demonstrated today because... Those people did not believe the naysayers. They did not hear the nonsense of this authenticity being non-existent. So I would advise everyone who's listening right now, keep your head up and keep doing the things you love to do. (laughs) Sorry for rambling on. I am just very passionate about this. Like I said before, I love you all. I think we are all beautiful human beings. I think we all have something to give to this world. And what a shame is that when we don't give that, when we let somebody to tear us away from actually doing that. But just to recap on what we discussed today, we covered our character, we covered the situation, we covered the object, we covered the connection to the object, we covered our beautiful twists, and then we covered the conflict in which the antagonist was introduced. We, of course, will be continuing on with the rest of the steps to this in part three of how to tell a short story Or in this case, I would say how to tell a story in general. But before we go into that part three of the next episode, I would like you to do some homework and pull out some paper, like I said before, and just go through the steps that we went over today and give it a whirl. You know, don't be afraid. Try it out. And I promise you, you'll be surprised on... The results you see, you will see yourself become a writer, (laughs) not become a writer because you already are a writer. You just don't know it. You will see, I would say, your ideas finally come to life. Let's say that. (laughs) But all in all, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, it's always a pleasure speaking with you all about these topics. I absolutely love writing. I know you love it, too. And like I said before, keep writing. Keep your head up, stay strong, and keep doing what you do best. Keep loving what you do. And most importantly, become a child again. Imagine, my friends. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care, everyone.